Lent began in the wilderness, it concludes in Jerusalem. Now come near to the end of the story. Another will soon begin. If followed Jesus this far, today we remember how he faced betrayal, falseness, rejection, and torment. And we witness once more that he taught and walked in love through every step of the journey. Having said this, Jesus went ahead with the ascent into Jerusalem. Approaching Bethpage and Bethany near what is called the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples with these instructions. Ahead of you, upon entering it, you'll find a tethered colt that no one has yet ridden. Untie it and lead it back. If anyone should ask you, why are you untying it? Say, the rabbi needs it. and found things just as Jesus had said. As they untied the colt, its owners said to them, Why are you doing that? They explained that the rabbi needed it. Then the disciples led the animal to Jesus, and laying their cloaks upon it, helped him mount. People spread their cloaks on the roadway as Jesus rode along. As they reached the descent from the Mount of Olives, the entire crowd of disciples joined them, and began to rejoice and praise God loudly for the display of power they had seen, saying, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of our God. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Replied, I tell you, if they were to keep silent, the very stones would cry out. opening hymn, This is the Day that the Lord Has Made. Grab an instrument, grab your, your palms, and let us sing loudly. Who needs an instrument? Do we have any more instruments? Oh, yeah, grab some instruments. Yeah. Nice. You want to help pass these out, Simpson? Thank you. Oh, yeah. Let's do it like three times. No. Three times. All right, we'll sing it about three times. Does that work? Here we go. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord.
second scripture reading is from Psalm 118, verses 1 and 2, and then we'll jump to verses 21 through 24. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say his steadfast love endures forever. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The word of the Lord. Thursday, I had no voice. So, this past October, I was thrilled to experience a Richmond Halloween tradition. I experienced the Oregon Hill Halloween Parade. Now this parade is unique with its homemade floats and costumes and flags and those oversized like justice puppets. It was very exciting. But whether it's a Halloween parade or the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade or a parade to welcome home the NCAA basketball champions, Parades are exciting. They are palpable. They are energizing. And today, we have a parade. This day that we commemorate as Palm Sunday recognizes the time when Jesus enters Jerusalem. Some things that I would like for us to note about Jerusalem at this moment in time is that Jerusalem, remember, is the capital city and it would be swelling with people for Passover. And this Passover feast and this second temple period was a celebration of the divine act of liberation from the Egyptians. Remember the blood of the lamb on the doorpost so the spirit would pass over the Hebrews' homes, saving them from death. And this Passover feast that everyone is coming to Jerusalem to celebrate is a reminder of that entire Exodus experience. Leaving Egypt, 
the parting of the Red Sea, giving of the Ten Commandments, the wandering in the wilderness, the giving of the land of Canaan. This Passover feast is one of the most volatile and political times. It stirs the hearts of the Jewish people, reminding them of their redemption, of their liberation. It would stir hope. It stirs conversation. It may even stir a revolution. A real possibility when Jews experienced heavy burdens from Roman imperialism. So it is for this reason that Pontius Pilate would have left his gorgeous seaside estate in Caesarea Maritima for Jerusalem during this time. He had to come to make sure that people were kept in check. Distrusting crowds and gatherings, Romans had to make sure that nothing was going to get out of hand. They had to make sure that there wasn't going to be a revolution. And this is the political and social climate that Jesus is choosing to parade into. His followers are shouting, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. This parade is an arrival of a king into a city who already has a ruler. This is very dangerous. I find it interesting because we call this Palm Sunday. And as we wave our palms and as we insert ourselves into the story and we become the crowd, we are followers of Jesus. We are the disciples who welcome Jesus into the city. But it's interesting because... There are no palms in this story. The only gospel there where there are palms is the gospel of John. For that matter, Jesus isn't actually even in, entering into Jerusalem in this version. But we often like to mush all the Gospels together into one story. We do this most notably at Christmas time, too. And I don't know why we do it. Perhaps it's because it makes it easier to tell the story, or we get confused as to which details the Gospel stories have. But in doing so, we read what is not there. And as a result, we fail to see what is there. 
During this Luke parade, the crowd shouts familiar psalms, a psalm of victory. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, a psalm which also declares, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. That is the song which the crowd is shouting. We might wonder what kind of success are we looking for? Or what might we need saving from? And perhaps we need saving from a lot of things. From the stress of work, financial insecurities and hardships, saving from mental illness or despair or loneliness or depression. Our community needs saving from rising housing costs and financial insecurities and broken school systems and deep, deep history of racism. No doubt we are all in need of saving from something. The psalm that is declared not only asks for salvation, but also shows us that salvation is already very present. This is the day that the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it. The kingdom of heaven, the beloved community of God, is very present if we just pay attention. Jesus' entire proclamation is the kingdom of heaven is near. It is in our midst if we are willing to see the world otherwise, if we are willing to accept the hardships and humiliation and imprisonment and even death to proclaim the good news about a vision for a better world. The beloved community is in our midst. It is in the here and now. If we are willing to take responsibility for it and to work and to sacrifice for it, and we see it. We see it. And this parade is awesome. And it feels like we are on vacation and we are having a party and we are excited. As followers of Jesus, we believe we've been a part of the healings and the feedings and the raisings. And we are energized and we have got this salvation and redemption and liberation. And the feeling is so palpable that we are told to stop and to quiet down. And Jesus speaks up for us and says, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out, this cannot be stopped. 
We're all excited. Until the parade has gone by and the music stops and there are no more floats and lights and signs and Jesus has passed by and people are picking up their cloaks off the dusty ground and going on their way. Perhaps that is why we find Jesus weeping after this triumphal parade. As he came near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, if you, even you, had only recognized on this day the things that would make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Indeed, the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up ramparts around you and surround you and hem you in on every side. They will crush you to the ground, you and your children within you, and they will not leave within you one stone upon another because you did not recognize the time of your visitation from God. As we enter Holy Week, what is in our story that we have not been willing to see? That we have not been willing to hear or do? Jesus is about to enter Jerusalem. Where are we?